What's up, everybody? This week, Greg and I take a look at three classic games from the Sega Genesis, and Sarah and I sit down and talk about the current state of the world. That and a whole lot more is to come, because maybe would Sub-Zero and Radon beat Michael Jordan and Shaq 2-on-2? Welcome to the show. Everybody, thank you very much for uh, tuning in. Tune- you know, I keep saying tuning in, right? It's like we're back on the radio or something like that. We're all digital these days. But, uh, you know, thanks for everybody for uh, jumping on board. And I'm joined this week by Greg. Greg, how are you doing, man? Hey, doing good. Yeah, thanks for listening to the ones and zeros. The ones and zeros. This is 1001001001001 FM. Somewhere there's a robot laughing his ass off. Yeah, well, that's what I say. You know, that's what we need to do right now. Bender 2020, kill all humans. Us meatbags already had the chance. Uh, <laughs> right. So, so guys, thanks for much again. Thanks for much for tuning in, listening, whatever, downloading. Um, I'm gonna very, very quickly say that uh, we've been doing um, some record downloads the last couple of weeks, and thank you very much for everybody who's downloaded. So, guys, uh, if you're on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, or Instagram, look up because maybe network. Check out our YouTube channel, and of course, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. Tune in, and we're not on Google because Google sucks. Okay, and uh, I'm keeping that thread. And you and he, when I recorded with Sarah, that was our big thing. Google sucks because they still won't approve us for Google Podcasts, which uh, is you know. Well, you got you got. Uh, I, I like Podbean. That's that's kind of been my go-to. Yeah. I, I like it because it works on my car. Really? On my car play right. system. Yeah. So, I'm, yeah, I'm a big fan of the Podbean. So, if you don't have that app, get it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And like I said, we are on all the other ones except Google because Google. Just grab, yeah, just grab your favorite one. But if you don't have a favorite one, I highly recommend Podbean. It's really easy to use. There's lots of good content on it. So, check it out. And if you want to do a podcast, use Podbean too. They're a great host. So uh, Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, man, it's been a long time since you and I have gotten together. We were just talking off air. This yes, is like the first has. time we've seen each other since, well, uh, September we, last year. Yeah, as I would say, it's been at least uh, four or five months, if not longer. Now we do still, you know, we we, we do have the eight five together. We're talking all the time, but this is the first time we've been in a room. You, you yeah, know. it's always over messenger, uh. a messenger, or like sometimes, um, like I'll send him something that's not work appropriate over <laughs> Telegram chat or something, like and the other day. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, yeah, it's good, good, to, good to be back in in the. F- in the flesh and out of the house for a little bit so. and you know we, we're almost done with the studio like by the next time you see me we will have like the paneling up and everything like man that. uh <laughs> I, yeah i i didn't even recognize the place when i pulled up because i guess you guys have done a lot of spring cleaning and whatnot it looks it looks really good we, man. we had it's a lo- good we had our last yard sale and then everything that was left over was Chunk. either if it was if if it was donatable we donated it. if it wasn't it was chunked <laughs> that's good. That's that's good, man. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, it, I was literally like really impressed when I pull up. I was like, wow, this looks really good. So. Uh, well, like, me, 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 like me and Sarah, we spoke about this. I think we spoke about it last week or the week before. We, we're trying to make things a lot better than it has been on everyone. And I think one of the things that we decided to do was, you know, just just minimalize everything. Yeah, that can be a good thing, man. That can be. Yeah, um, I think we've 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 had those talks before, and there's. There's a certain amount of letting go that you just have to do after a certain amount of time. Yeah, and I mean, even even in here right now, I mean, good lord. Yeah, yeah but I mean, that's that's life, dude. It ca- it, it catches up to you quick. You I don't know. know whether or not by the time everything's done, if I'm if I'm gonna stop using my flags or not. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, like I said, it's, it's good to have you on. So let me ask you this question, right? All right. Have you been keeping up with the space force uh, stuff? N- kind of. I saw the um, I saw the the logo thing let's see that as a fellow trekkie what do you think do you think that uh they're gonna get paid or man 
I don't know. I don't know if that's if it's a ripoff or if it's a um, a very careful homage. But well, he, he's the thing. Know, but, I, I can't remember who said it. Said if you uh, rip off one person, it's plagiarism. If you rip off multiple people, it's research. So yeah, that's uh, <laughs> true. But well, um, like I said, sir, did you like? What do you think of the Space Wolves to be to begin with? I mean, what are we guarding out there? Well. This is what this. See, what are we protecting? That was the Sat- of, the satellites, or I mean, right. from meteorites. I mean, that that that's my main like. You know, uh, I just feel like maybe there's stuff on Earth we could do too. Well, well you know, we, know. Got, we got to protect the ice sheet. <laughs> that, okay, there we you the go. The snipers from NASA and all you know, <laughs> NASA and Russia and uh, China and Britain and Australia yeah, and Zimbabwe. Can't get over that ice shelf. No, definitely. can't get over that ice shelf because you know the Earth is is a cube. Um, <laughs> There's a really good video with Neil deGrasse Tyson where he very simply breaks down why the Earth could not be flat. He's not condescending. He's not know it all ish, but he explains it in terms that an eight year old can understand. I think I need to watch that. I think that's the first time <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson has not been condescended that's or know it all. That's what I'm saying. You know, he just literally just breaks it down in this very palpable, like easy to understand string of sentences. Yeah, but you're it's mind blowing. Gravity isn't real. Yeah, it will. <laughs> the theory of gravity. Huh. Uh, yeah. Yes, the theory of gravity. You know right. what else is a theory? Hmm. Everything else that has ever been exi- that has ever existed. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Even theories are theories, really. Exactly. So um, now we are recording this. Uh, I don't know when this is going to come out. This is going to be very, very dated. Hence why you know this this episode exists. Um, we're recording the day after the uh, the death of Kobe Bryant. Uh. I, I'm not a huge basketball fan, but I do know who Kobe Bryant is, and that's one of the yeah. the, the hallmarks of how good he was. He's yeah, he's one of those he's one of those people um, like um, Babe Ruth, yep. Joe DiMaggio, Michael Jordan, Joe Montana, Pele. Yeah, the, ex- yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, people that transcend transcend their sport such that people outside of that circle know who they are Every, and in the 90s everyone knew who michael jordan was yeah no one like i, I think maybe the only people who didn't know were those um Bal- balinese people or however you say it that live on that they live on that oh, island that, that, and yeah uh, in the indian ocean yeah they, it, they shoot it, arrows at the helicopter it's not stuff. in the indian ocean but it's in that bay yeah Bing, bingo bay. bay yeah it's like right next to it i think maybe at that time there were they were the only people who didn't know who Michael Jordan was. Oh, I would put scouts. I would put my next paycheck on that. <laughs> you could walk up to any person in the world in the nineties and they knew who MJ was. Oh yeah, you don't have to say Michael Jordan. You, well, actually, you, you could say Jordan. Well, yeah, I guess you would because of Michael Jackson. He went yeah. by MJ, so that could. But yeah, but yeah, extremely recognizable. And I I think Kobe kind of transcended that. He was one of those players. He was like the two thousands version of it. Oh, the late 90s, early 2000s of it. Because the first time I heard, knew Kobe Bryant was like around 2002, 2003. Yeah, um, yeah, he was kind of the 2000s version, I guess you could say. And um, man, I just, you know, sports aside, a fan allegiance aside, um, hearsay aside, and all that other stuff aside, I just, it just, as a father, it's just absolutely heartbreaking to me that yeah. um, there's kids that are going to bed tonight without their dad and their sister so uh you know everything you know all that other stuff aside i just it's just it it just pains me as a father to know that that's happening to anyone 
tonight you know you know and and that's i mean like in the last year there have been like a lot of i mean this is it's it's ridiculous now since january last year january 27th of last year there have been i think three uh sporting related deaths by aircraft you know um yeah there was a there was a baseball player who um i think that was about a year and some change ago he was flying his uh jet like a um you know, a private. Yeah, private deal. Just, just like a little dick around plane. You know, just go. Hey, I, you know, I can afford. I can, I can afford ten thousand dollars to get this thing off the ground. Yeah. And, you know, uh, so he lost control, wrecked and died. Uh, so yeah, I know that one. And then there's um, the it, Kobe Bryant one. Kobe Bryant has Emiliano Emiliano Sala, who okay. is a soccer, who's an Argentine soccer player who actually. Okay, so you follow soccer way way well, or football way no, better he, than I he, do. Um, he made a transfer deal. This is this is the this is the, the the bad part about this one. He made a transfer deal on the 24th of January, and he flew back to France to say goodbye to you know his his former teammates, high five, you know, cleared out his locker and everything like that. Right. And then he died on the return journey back to England. <sighs> they, I, it, over uh, the water. Have they ruled out? sabotage yeah they did it was um because that just that just seems to no that's so yeah it it, apparently what the pilot wasn't qualified or the plane wasn't rated for the type of journey that they would do oh no and it was just one of those get it done on the cheap kind of deal and they're in a hurry one to get it yeah yeah, they they lost control and it's like a richie valens buddy holly situation they were cold and they were ready to get get to the next gig and get in a warm they, bed they found unfortunately they found the plane um at the bottom of the english channel which is <sighs> which, you know which is horrible but i mean that's terrible you know it's been a rough year for for sports stars and and flying and a lot of people are saying you know what if you're famous and a sports star don't get in a helicopter i mean yeah or I mean, yeah stevie yeah. ray vaughn died in a helicopter crash too yeah. i mean just you know just it's 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 ridiculous so uh for what it's worth our condolences go out to the families of everybody involved in the tragedy. Yeah, and just just anyone like I like I know, like I know how like people, you know, like you don't know, you probably don't know Kobe Bryant, but no. if you grew up watching a guy like that, and you know, especially for anyone that played sports and could appreciate his grit and his determination, obviously that's going to affect you in some capacity. So yeah, definitely, definitely. And just um, you know, to the dads and the moms out there, and the and the daughters and the sons. You know, find find the the family member that you love and hug them tight and tell Definitely. them you love them. Definitely. So on that note, guys, you know, like I said, we 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 um, you know, we offer our condolences and you know, for what it's worth, I mean, you know, I don't want to sound sound empty and stuff like that, but I mean, that's that's all you can do at a time. Like, yeah, this. it's it's you just hate. I, I mean, his fame and stuff aside, like I was saying, just just the, the yeah. situation is just absolutely horrible. I don't we wouldn't wish that on anybody. Definitely, definitely. So, all right. So we're gonna go ahead and jump into what we're here for. We're gonna talk about the uh, classics, or some of the classics. Yeah, of yeah. The great Sega Mass System, not Mass System, Mega Drive. Yeah, uh, oh, the Genesis slash Mega Drive. Yeah, and I hear that's it's really. They're pretty much the same from no, what I can gather. They're exactly the same. It's, but it's just marketing. Yeah, I think the term... Well, we'll talk about it here in just a second. Okay, great. And we're going to jump through, and I'll see you in just a moment. All right. Review Corner for Gamers. All right, guys. So this is what we hear about today. We are going to look at what I call some Genesis classics. Now, before we go any further, this is not the this is not the classical games of the Sega Genesis, and we've got something coming up similar for the Super Nintendo at a later point in time. This is just a couple of games that don't 
they have substance, they're classics for the system, but they don't really have anything that I can dedicate a whole 45 minutes to an hour talking about. You know, they're just a little shallow in that department, and once they, they do exactly what they say on the tin, basically. Yeah, it'd, it'd be like trying to do a full podcast on uh, Street Fighter 2. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, you could go over the characters, and then it's like, okay, they, you know, they punch each other and kick each other, yeah. and one of them wins, the end. And, and that's, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Now, there's a little more, sub- there's obviously a little more substance, but not enough to, to run through. So, we were talking right before the break, right, uh, about the actual name of the console itself. Now, I didn't know this growing up you know in the uk we always called it the mega drive sure and Us, yeah apparently it was the genesis over here over here yeah it was the sega genesis the uh and i've looked as to why and i can't find a decent reason why other than um there was a genesis dispute in the uk with the band it could yeah it could have had to do in nine times out of ten when you when you see cross marketing like that like the same product but being marketed different nine times out of ten uh it has to do with either uh naming rights royalties or even just confusion yeah perfect example the uh, the chevy nova yes was not selling in latin america and they couldn't figure it out why because it was the perfect car for that market the price point what it did its availability blah 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 so then they they brought in a, a Spanish speaker and had them look at all the stuff and he said, "Hey, you realize no Nova means it doesn't go in Spanish, right?" And they went, "Oh no!" So they changed the name of it to like the Pinto, or they changed the name of it to something else. That's awesome. So nine times out of ten, when that you, there's people that are researching and learning from the follies of other companies like that yeah. that lost millions of dollars on a marketing just yeah. I mean, I, crap in the bed on it. Now, you know? now that being said, the I was on like the fifth or sixth page of Google when I read it was something to do with the band. So while I that, take, that makes sense. So, so while I take every opportunity to shit on Phil Collins as much as I can because I can't stand <laughs> his musicianship. Except his drummer, he's a badass drummer. Uh, I, I can't say that that's, there's any truth to that. So that's that's a definite in the allegedly department. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, most of the time, yeah. I just think it's it's probably a confusion thing because um, you know Genesis is also a chapter in the Bible. So yes. maybe I don't. Maybe, maybe there's some Anglicans or some Roman Catholics. Right. <laughs> You're gonna be pissed. Hey, off. as long as long as we got as long as we got fish on a Friday and whiskey with a meal, we're all right. Um, <laughs> I think the only other one that I've that I've heard of two that like led to name changes. Like for example, the 182 after Blink 182. Yeah, because someone already had the name Blink. Yeah, there's the they call them the UK Charlatans over here or the Manchester Charlatans over here, and they're actually called the Charlatans in the UK. And uh, okay, okay. the biggest one I've ever heard of is the charity fund and the wrestling organization got into a fight over the initials WWF. W, or yeah, WWF. They had to change it to WWE, yeah. I believe. Yes, they, they did. The WWF ended up winning the World Wildlife Federation. Yeah, and the funny, the funniest thing about that is now there's a t there's a t shirt out there of two pandas, and one of them is about to hit the other one with a chair. Yeah. So, <laughs> so. Uh, the postal service too. Really? Yeah, the band, the Postal Service. Oh, okay. They got a cease and desist, desist, uh, desist from the federal government, and they had to stop using that name. S- see, the feds always trying to hold everybody down. Um, stained, I'm- too. Stained, they couldn't use... Uh, they had the original spelling, E-D, 
couldn't use it. It was already taken, so they just took the E out. <laughs> I th- no, I thought there was some 2000s, like, hip thing, you know. Like Limp Biz Kit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. There's already a Limp Abyss Quit, so let's be <laughs> Limp Biz Kit. Uh, actually, you know, I didn't have a problem with Stained. They did that one song that I liked, and that was it. So. Their first album was amazing. Was that the one that, that uh, the song Outside was on? No, 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 no. Uh, they had, like, Mud Shovel and uh, Home and... Yeah, it's kind of depressing, but it's it's a real good album. Sonically, it's real good too. Sweet. Anyway, we're chasing some rabbits so, here. My yeah, bad. It's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Rabbit hole. You know, it's a segue. But um, so we're going to talk about three games right now that I think are the three biggest small games in Genesis history. I think I think this first one is really overlooked. Honestly, man, I think I, I, half the people I talk to that play Genesis, half of them don't even know about this series. Really? It's a damn shame. Yes. Because I know the first one wasn't a classic, right? But uh, what we're talking about here is Road Rush 2. Yes, now, the 2. Re- very important. Two. The reason we're talking about 2 is because... Let's t- let's take our minds back the 25 years, right? Nearly, nearly 30 years, right? You couldn't really spend a lot of time building video games with all these super features. You just had to make sure that the main features worked. And a lot of the first parts of many series was getting everything together to make sure that it worked. The control and the, yeah, the, it's like um, like Mario. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have the best graphics, but the controls are flawless. Exactly. And then Mario flawless. 3. Flawless. Mario 3 built on everything. Yes, they, 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 they set the standard for what would be good control in a video game. Yes. Yeah, so, Bar none. So, lo- so all of the, so two of these games are sequels that we're talking about today. So we're going to start with Road Rush 2. And... Um, this game, man, I loved. I thought it was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had so much fun playing this as a kid. Um, yeah. Uh, lots of fights. Lots yep. of, um, you know, when you would knock somebody off their bike. They'd just go fly in. Yeah. Also, we figured out how to unlock this ridiculously fast oh. bike with, uh, I think it was the wild thing, I think yep. it was called. Yeah. <laughs> with so nit- much. With the nitrous in it. <laughs> you just, you hit a, you'd hit a hill. And you one, just, just stay at the top of the screen yeah, for like ten minutes. There was there was one time where I think it was Alaska, like one of those courses yeah. where it like gets gets elevated really quickly. There's a hill coming up. So I'm like, okay, I'm like already doing like two hundred miles an hour <laughs> in the wrong lane. And I hit a nitro and I'm like, hey man, I'm I'm gonna fly over this hill. And as soon as I get to the top of the hill, car. Oh. hits me my guy literally flew over the finish line like he was like two football fields it was so awesome he, and he's oh. and the sa- he they make a sound when they're flying it's like <laughs> so he did it for like tw- 20 seconds he's just like <laughs> it was so crazy oh my god yeah we used to have just hilarious stuff like that happen so yeah but anyone that doesn't know about road rash it's basically like a racing combat game yeah um what you do is what what it is right is uh you were kind of like in the center of the screen right you definitely dominate the whole bottom of it right <laughs> and you just slide one way to another Okay, very very basic player so per, player perspective. Just like um, uh, what was that? Uh, the old school Nintendo game, the car, like something yeah. Ridge Racer, Ridge Racer, yes, yeah, Street Racer, something like kind that. of similar to that, but yeah. on a bike. But uh, what you do right is is as you drove by the as you drove by your your opponents, I guess uh, they would like take a swing at you. They try and kick you. Yeah. They try and hit you with the club or the chain. 
Yeah, I like I, I like the I'll, bat. I always got the chain. I like the bat and the chain. I thought the chain was cool because you could swing it. Yep. Like over your head, like a like a like a cowboy. Yes, and every time you hit somebody with a chain, they fell off the bike. So yeah. you had to like the only way you could get the club or the chain is you had to when they were swinging for you, you had to swing at them at the same. time. You had to counter kind of like kind of in Tekken where yeah. you had to like time it just right and you would just whoosh, grab yeah. it right out of their hand and then you start beating on them. And, yeah, you know. <laughs> But you also had to dodge cars, and I always... There would always be a car around a quick curve. Yeah. Or, oh. the top, as you just mentioned, yeah. the top of the hill. Every time, man. Every time. And you just, like, go flying. And then officer number five would pull up, and then uh. you have to get back on your bike before he sees... I always hit them off. I always kick them off the bikes. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you got... <laughs> no, if, in that game, yeah, that's that's the first thing you got to do is... Uh, if if they mess with you, man, take them out. The, that's, that's I think that, that is... I, I, I read in my research... I didn't put it down because I didn't think it, think of it. I didn't think it was relevant, but that's kind of you know a little bit of what um, Grand Theft Auto tried to be like. You I, know, I was just the, race, the recent shit stuff. Yeah, orig- originally, yeah, uh, we talked about that on one of the earlier podcasts. Um, yeah, how Grand Theft Auto kind of manifested on accident, yeah. for lack of a better term. And but you know, I, I'm I'm looking at the date now, and I see that it's slightly after the first release of Grand Theft Auto. Oh, the first test release, anyway. Okay, well, I'm wondering if that was... There was any influence in that, or was it just a quinky-dink, et cetera? Because it, it, it has some elements of Grand Theft Auto, kind of, in it. And see, that, and that's the thing, you know, from, movie, from watching movies, right? Um, if a fantasy sword and board-type movie comes out, Within six months, there's like five or six more fantasy movies come out, you know, and they saturate the market real quick. They beget each other. So yeah. when, um, I guess when, what what became Rockstar Games, here the EA was producing a, a racing combat game, they tried to get in in one too. Now, yes, kids, this is made by Electronic Arts. This is made by EA. Then they, I think they also made Twisted Metal, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. So they, is, they'd already, well, they would continue to dip their toe into this genre later on. Now, I don't know if this was prevalent in the United States market, but uh, all EA games in the UK had the standard cartridge with a yellow clip. Yeah, on yeah, okay. yeah, they all, yeah, they all, all of them had that. I mean, that, that was their... That was their trademark. Yeah, and that's interesting that that was, um, that they didn't modify it in any way because... Uh, was the Mega Drive, was it a front loader or a top loader? Top loader. Okay, the Genesis Model 1 and 2 were also top loaders, so that's the only differentiation then that I could think. Yeah. You know. it, it, it was, I mean, I mean, back then EA made a ton of good games. They, yeah, they, 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 yeah, they still do, really. I mean, they, they still do um, the Madden franchise, and yep. they do a fantastic job of that. They are fantastic sports simulating. Yeah, they they no EA EA absolutely rules the sports video game th- market absolutely. It, that built the sports video game genre. Yeah, they Madden, yeah. NHL hockey, FIFA, FIFA, which um, I really enjoy playing. By the way, yeah, I, the last I don't like years, watching it, but I like playing it. <laughs> uh, speaking as an Arsenal fan this season, I haven't enjoyed watching it either. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh my, yeah, my my Pats have, yeah, just did we just crap the bed in the playoffs? Oh, so you know. But uh, I'm uh, I'm rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs in honor of my friend Mark Darnell who passed a few years ago. I know he's up there looking down, super 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 happy of his squad who has who never uh, went to a Super Bowl in his entire lifetime. So mm. I know he's looking down. I'm have my Chiefs Chiefs uh, jersey on and be rooting for them this coming up Sunday. It is this Sunday, and by this Sunday we mean about a 
two months ago Sunday, but still. Yeah, we're uh, <laughs> we're six days away from time of recording, so yeah. It's uh, it's Chiefs week this it's, week. It's actually uh, three days away from my birthday this week. Yeah, mine's coming up too. Yeah, I always forget our birthdays are really close. Yeah, y'all's is tomorrow, isn't it? No, it's uh, Monday, next Monday. Next Monday? The third. That's oh, right, you're February. I keep thinking of January for some reason. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we're recording this like January 27th. So uh, like I said, long, long time. And I'll, I'll, I'll explain that. At the ve- I've explained that already in the first episode. So. Well, life happens, man. It, <laughs> yeah. It, it, I'm sure we'll just but, I mean, glad to have you back. So. Amen. But um, let's 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 just go real quick, get through this. Uh, the, plot, right. the plot of the game is, is simple and legal street races take place across America. You and 24 riders at a punch, kick, club, or chain your way through a field, and only the top three earn a share of the purse. Oh, and you have the law chasing you as well. Good luck. Um, you yep. know, it's... One of the things I liked about it is, like, you didn't fall off your bike the minute you were hit. But, not 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 necessarily. But There's, like, a threshold. You had a health meter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And once you got to no health, you got hit. Sure. You fell off the bike. And if right. the bike got destroyed, <laughs> which Race can over. happen... And the crappier your bike is, the easier it'll blow up. Now, one thing I loved about this game compared to the original was it was a two-player game. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of those games from the mid-80s to the early 2000s, a lot of them made their money off being two-player. Yeah, and they're one of the first ones I remember that actually utilized the split screen. Yeah. Because a lot of a lot of times Nintendo and Atari was like, take turns. Yeah. and this Like was... Mario, Mario's dead, all right, it's Luigi. Yeah. You know, hand the controller to your little brother because he's Luigi. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or whatever. <laughs> I'll make him think it's plugged in. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, this 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 you split screen and like all the sporting games, they they had you both on the screen at the same time. But this was the first like real split screen that we had. Um, <clears throat> there were five levels of difficulty with five maps on each. So you know, as you mentioned, <coughs> as you mentioned, you do the Alaska run. Yeah. And then there's uh, like a different Alaska run that's like eight miles long. Yeah. And they actually felt like they they were eight miles long yeah there know? was a, there was good real time to them i'm i'm guessing they had the um the makers of desert bus in on that <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who don't know uh desert bus is a real time video game where you drive a bus to las vegas from tucson and you can only go 50 miles an hour and if you stop uh, and uh pulls over the side of the road and a tow truck comes and tows you in real time in real time back to tucson yes. so yeah go check out the oh, and then you have to go back Yes, <laughs> and then when you finish it, you get a point. That's right. It's eight slowest, hours real time, man. Slowest points in video game history. No pauses, nothing. Oh, it's absolute torture. Yeah, Desert Bus must have been in on this. And uh, if you want to know more about Desert Bus, uh, the great angry video game nerd yes. did, a, did a whole episode on it, and it's incredible. Now, if you have ch- if you have children, it's full of wordy dudes. Yeah, but, you know, keep the kids out of the room for that one. But, you know, unless you're, tra- you're training your kid to be a, a pirate or something. Samuel L. Jackson's <laughs> uh, handler. No, my son brought it to my attention. Like I, I was, uh, I was watching. You showed me the Desert Bus episode. We're going on a slight tangent. You showed me the Desert Bus episode, and I was watching the um, the Big Rigs episode on my phone. Oh, the Big Rigs one. Oh, and man. my son. <laughs> <laughs> this is about three years ago. My son came in, into the living room. He just got out of bed to get some water, and he said, "Oh, you watching the Angry Video Game Nerd?" Like he was eight, he was like nine at this point. And he's like, like uh, <laughs> "You watch this guy? Oh, I don't know who this guy is, but uh huh." So and then he yeah. walks around the corner and goes, "Buffalo Diarrhea Dump." No, he started humming the theme tune as he walked up uh, the corner. It's like, might as well. At least don't make. My advice to any children watching this: you don't want your parents to catch you doing something. Don't make don't, it obvious in front of them. Yeah, don't pretend like you know it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so I, th- I think this, I think this is a solid seven out of ten game. Yeah, definitely. man. Um, uh, I'd, I'd really, 
me personally, maybe just because of my sentimental attachment to it, I'd probably give it like an eight point five or a nine. It's it's it's. I still play this game. I still own this game, and I still play it. Nice. That's how much I love this game. Y'all more in line with the critics than I am on this one, anyway. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, why why did you only give it a seven? Let me ask you that. Um. Part of it was. That's a good question. Part of it was it was it's a good game, and it had great potential, and there was just. It felt like to me. That it wasn't not finished, so to speak. But it could have been more comprehensive. Yeah, I feel you on that. Yeah, the more more races, more bikes, more customiz. There's no customization options. No. The only thing I've the, the only other thing I didn't like about it was the fact that once you get past the initial five stages, yeah, the they game did. gets samey. Yeah, it, yeah. And that's the only problem I have with it. it Rampage is bad about that. Uh, Kari Warriors, that's that's another one. It just drags on. It's like the same thing. I mean, a lot of sports games do that now. You know, it's the yeah. same thing over and over again. doesn't make it not good. It just means that, like, I've I played Road Rash doing the research for this, and I could be content not to play it for another four or five months. But sure. I enjoy myself when I play it, and I like playing it. But to me, the replay value is very, very quickly gone. It's like it's, a piece of gum. It's a novelty. Yes. It's a damn good game. I like yeah. it, but it's 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 like a piece of gum. Once you chewed like 10 toms, the flavor's gone, and it's like, okay, what's on to the next one? Yeah, but yeah. That doesn't make it, but that doesn't make it a bad game, because how you play it, you know, I mean... As you mentioned, the, the the little quirks and the and 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 everything going forward, and even the game itself, you know, is is good when you're playing it. It just it, for me, I don't crave it. That's yeah. that's why I give it a seven. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I had I had a lot of fun doing the two player thing of it. So I I mean, it's always gonna have a special spot in my heart. But I I agree with that. I think they excuse me, they could have done more, and I think they addressed that in Road Rash Three. But yeah. Uh, all in all, you know, I, even though it is a novelty, I thought it was extremely entertaining, fun, fun to play with friends. And, and plus, the seven out of ten comes with the fact that I always got my butt kicked on two player mode. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, all right. So the next game we're going to talk about, uh, we, you know, we mentioned this earlier, and uh, we're going back to the basketball arena, NBA Jam Tournament Edition. Yeah, another another classic uh, multiplayer definitely game. I love this game. This is like, excuse the pun. This is my jam. You know, um, <laughs> right. it was made by Midway. Yeah, Midway, uh, more, all man, makers of Mortal Kombat. Ma- makers of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, they're and, most known for that, definitely. And those are two games you don't really, you know, okay, we grew up in an age right now, right? Uh, Bethesda, use Bethesda as an example, because, you know, we both find Skyrim and Fallout and stuff like that. Yeah. But they make a certain type of game, right? Really big, open world. RPG. Some, somewhat RPG. Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Basketball and Mortal Kombat yeah like so far apart they're almost touching each other on the other end that's oil and water man yeah yeah. I mean it's interesting they made made both of them work definitely definitely this was released in the spring of 94 right and the reason I say that is is because unlike Road Rash this bad boy was in the arcades yes and that's it was designed for the arcades yes uh, and I thought the home port was kind of disappointing It, it was personally it was still cool it was still fun in the United States, it made a billion dollars worth of quarters. Shish. <laughs> that's that's a lot of money right that's there. That's a lot of lot of cheddar right there. That's that's a lot of kids getting addicted very very quickly. Um, it was a different kind of game too. It was it wasn't it was a little more 
uh, rough and tough than normal basketball. It was street rules on a basketball court. Basically, uh, that yeah, that blatant goaltending was counted, but you could just literally just shove somebody oh, and yeah. take the ball from them, which I th- always thought was kind of cool. <laughs> I always laughed at that. And then equally frustrating <laughs> when receiving it. <laughs> when, when when you did it, it was good. When somebody else did it, it was wrong and deserved a foul. And then I'd start uh, figuring out how to, like, I'd know when they were going to try to shove me and I could throw elbows and go around them yep. because they'd shove and then they would go and, like, topple over. <laughs> and I'd just go around them and dunk it. Well, th- that was the other thing too, right? The, the the hallmark of this game was the dunks. Yeah, the exaggerated dunk. There was kind of a cartoon. There was realism to him, but there was also like a cartoon kind of suspension of disbelief, yeah. like with the with the people's abilities and like the things happening on the court and with the ball and stuff like that. And the ball would always go on fire after you did like three dunks. It was like yeah, or something like that. Yeah, I think uh, when one player would score three consecutive points, it didn't yeah. matter if it was a three okay. or a two. It just had to score three times. And then they added team fire later on, where if you got two two assists in a row, you got a, you, both of you got a team. Both of you would be on fire, and that gave you unlimited turbo for a minute or so. And once you had the unlimited turbo, you would, it was done. Nobody yeah. could stop you. I call the being on fire a major disadvantage. It's like, oh, you already put up three uncontested points hey cool now have unlimited turbo and 99 percent accuracy that's fair it's well, like, okay. you know well, so, well, once again when good. i had, <laughs> yeah once once again when i had it awesome when i was facing it no, no. Not, so not so good um the great thing about this right is they took facial and body scans of actual human beings yeah and i think they they kind of pioneered that in yeah. some ways and uh, it looked it looked better than like ninety five percent of the sports simulators out there because those sports simulators will basically blob in a vague shape of a human. And then Sega CD desperately tried to uh, jump onto that when they did like Night Trap and some of those other games, where it's basically it's like a point and click movie. They kept they you know they're like oh stop animation is going to be the best thing the next best thing well and so they're trying to inject it in all these games. I kind of have a feeling that. NBA Jam, when people saw the realism in that, they yeah. decided, okay, stop motion is going to be the next thing. It, but it really failed. It was... The, the, the great thing about it was it, it's... Um, the animation style, you know, was ahead of its time for the 90s. And, and um, the the sprites never looked out of place, no. either. Everything... That was... That was that's very Yeah, very well done, cohesive all the way through it. And like, uh, like Mario, another great example of a great, well-programmed game. Um, the backgrounds and the sprites match. I mean, they yeah. look good. Nothing looked out of place. It, yeah. didn't, it yeah. didn't distract you. It didn't attract you. It just was. was. And it was also um, kind of a 3D yeah. view, like a bird's eye angled view. So you had, when shooters would take a shot, like say in the corner for a three, you would actually see them, you know, from a perspective of them going They'd up. jump up into the side. Or yeah, something. you would see their shadow and their feet and, you know. So it was, it, it, it was I think it was graphically groundbreaking for, as a sports title for 94 and on a 16-bit console. Uh, it was the first, it was the first sports-style game that did the, the arena of play from left to right as opposed to from up to down. Because huh. Madden was overhead and you went, ahead, you went forward. Yeah. Um, FIFA and all those soccer games and the the ice hockey games played on like a diamond shape. Yeah, so like, like an like, isometric kind yeah. of angle. Yeah, and and so this was the first one that was straight eye level mid court. But you also have a little isometric angle in it too. I mean, because you're not looking at it straight down. I mean, it's kind of it was 
like director's camera vision. Right, right. Say. Like, yeah, like... The hard cam. If you're in the middle, very middle of half court, and then you just rotate it back like 20 degrees yeah. in one direction, just so that you have, yeah. Good perspective. Yeah, it worked. I think it worked really well, and they didn't force you to change perspective at all. It stayed in that one, so, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a really, really good game. It was um, fun. It was exciting. It was good, you know, uh, good to play with lots of people. So. And it was one of those ga- it was one of those games that first started putting realistic stats into players. Yeah, um, and they they um, I know I, licensing can be a nightmare when you're dealing with people that are famous and crap. But you know, I think they dropped the ball a little bit on li- the the players that they had in it. They were missing some insane greats yeah. you know and but they i mean they they got the best of who they could get I they know. did that uh, yeah i just i would love Midway the, couldn't afford the rights to to, to, to michael jordan at i would that point. love to play as michael jordan just hit just have his tongue like hit the floor when he dunks yeah <laughs> just uh and like, exaggerated it was the other shack was the other big one that they, they didn't have and that's crazy to me because was it, in his rookie year when this game came out uh from what I, from what i read yeah it, no that's it, about it right like, yeah it's like his first or second year as a player so he wasn't Shaq. He was He's, Shaquille O'Neal at that point, you know? They re-released it actually on the PS3 as like a download. I have it on my PS3. And uh, there's a way to unlock Michael Jordan. I just haven't figured it out yet. Nice. But everybody else is on there. Pippin, uh, Kobe, LeBron, yep. all them. They're and all there. Yeah, this, uh, I think this game helped the NBA like get some different and new fans too. I think that yeah. made the NBA a little more exciting to some people because the you know at that time we had the dream team of the Olympics and stuff coming up and oh yeah you know, yeah it so was... they needed more eyes on the product to get you know good old fashioned patriotism and all and all that. But I mean, Magic Johnson had not long been retired. Michael Jordan was was the big name. So yeah, he was he was towards he, the end of his career, not quite, but he was still winning championships and putting up good numbers. And he was about to head to baseball at that point too. Yeah, I think he was close to, yeah, after his fourth championship, he quit for a little while and did baseball. Yeah, and then he yeah. came back in 98, I think, and then won one more uh, NBA title. So they needed stars, and the best way to get the young fans hooked on it was through NBA Jam. That that, that had to have been it, because the NBA was very, very protective of their copyrights. And, and, their, and they did it without Jordan. They didn't even need him. Didn't need and him. they were still a titan. They're still one of the most recognizable... Uh, you know, video games and franchises. Now, one thing that uh, Midway did do, and I was up uh, reading it, I was upset not because they did it, but because of how the game could have been. They had six Mortal Kombat characters programmed into the game, so yeah. like it'd be like you know um, Scotty Pippen up against uh, Sub Zero. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, random, but. Uh, but um, the NBA made them take it out of it, and to Midway's credit, they didn't kick up a stink about it. They took them out, and all the test copies, they took them out, too. So there's no surviving code with any of the Mortal Kombat rendered characters in there. Boo. But it's an arcade game. You ha- you know, it's not real. You know, you've got the guy dunking from the roof of the arena. Yeah, and flipping, jumping up, you know, 35 feet in the air, and then dump- dunking a flaming basketball into a rim yeah, yeah totally. it was it, it was it was insane the game had five levels of difficulty uh it had hard extra hard super hard super duper hard and oh my god this is impossible to play uh <laughs> no, it was basically super easy easy normal hard extra hard right right and 
that was one of my problems with it is the fact that it was a very very fast paced game and it's very very difficult to control shorter court the court um scale wise is yeah. like three quarter size maybe yeah yeah i mean so it's 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 fast paced i think they wanted to do it that way true but that kind of yeah that can be um jarring yeah it can be it's just it's there's a lot going on well, not not only that. I mean, for for the ca- for the casual guys who you know bought this game playing up against a basketball fan, this would have been a nightmare to play. Yeah, like a traditional um, someone who you know was adhering to normal basketball. Yeah, because I mean, because I mean, like the first Madden that came out on the SNES, everybody knew. Everybody, even if they didn't know how to play football, they knew you know how to play the game. Yeah. Right. Um, the same thing with the FIFA series, same thing with the NHL series, the boxing series. If, if you didn't know anything about the sport, you still knew how to play the game. Right. And this, I think, adhered more to the basketball fans than the video game fans, if that makes sense. Probably so. And I, I, maybe it, it bridged the gap between the two a little bit. Yeah. Perhaps, you know. I mean, because, you know, video games were... I think sports simulators got the sports fans into, into video games and kept them there. Yeah, you know they they had to. I mean, good lord! In the UK, there's FIFA Day. They call it. Yeah, you know, which is which is ridiculous. But um, it was one of the first games to have play by play too. Okay, I say play by play. It was basically you know some dude yelling from downtown every time you. He's on fire! Yeah. Anyway, it was it was it was great, man. It it, it seems cheesy now, but it, like it, again, it's another thing that enhanced the gameplay. And then you saw that um, um, sports talk football, I believe, came out that same year. Which eventually turned into the Madden franchise, and it, that was its uh, that that would that was what it, its selling point was. It was called John Madden Sports Talk Football '94. I yeah. believe it was '94, '92. I can't remember. Is around that time. But yeah, right. So yeah, they probably took a page out of that. But yeah, you it it's now is insane for me to play a sports game and not hear commentary. No. So you, you it's can't. kind of the standard now. Yes, definitely. Um, I I wrote down six, but I'm actually changing it to seven uh, out of ten. I thought it was a damn good game, but I think the only thing that brought it down was for non-basketball fans, you know... It's it, missing some of those marquee names, miss, It's missing man. some of the marquee names, yeah. and it was just a little bit too difficult. Yeah, I could... I could. I, I think I agree with you on that. I was going to give it a... I was going to give it a seven as well before you revealed yours, but yeah, I think it's about about right. It, 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 it's on par. And like I said, you know, the, the, it was just too it was too difficult for people who didn't quite know the rules of the game. Uh, that's all, and that's on easiest difficulty. It's probably better that Jordan won in it because every game would have been Jordan and Pippen versus Jordan and Pippen. Yeah, pretty much. And it would have been annoying AF. Everybody would have gone the Bulls. You see, we knew the Bulls back home. They, yeah, they were right. a franchise team. God, they haven't been relevant in a long time. No, the, the Dallas Cowboys of basketball. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. Then again, I'm saying that Liverpool FC, uh, as of time of recording, are 16 points clear in the Premier League with two games in hand. So at the uh. end of that, they could be 21 points ahead wow. on level game. They, they, they've won it this year. So the final game that we're going to talk about this episode and like I said if, if you guys like what we're doing right here let us know on our social media pages and we'll do more of them because there's hundreds of, of games like these that are not long enough to co- to have their own episode but we can go ahead and talk about it. and like I mentioned probably the next couple of months we'll do a Super Nintendo one but in the meantime the final game that we're reviewing today is a game in Japan was called Bare Knuckle right 
but in the United States and Europe, it was called Streets of Rage. Right. Translation issue with that. I'm, I'm willing. Oh, definitely. Um, I, I think I remember reading somewhere that it was like the street is angry or yeah. the street is mad. Was angry like, pavement. Yeah. Like it didn't, <laughs> it didn't make sense at all. Um, so, yeah, I think that was a translation thing. This was probably my favorite uh, Genesis game of all time. I liked part two a little bit better, but yeah, I think uh, all the Streets of Rage were really, really good. Uh, kind of like the updated Double Dragon, yeah, if you will, and, like and a better version. They they had a lot of comparisons to Double Dragon, and it's a it's a side scroller isometric angle yep. beat 'em up. So yeah, I mean the, X axis, Y axis, kind of faux three D feel. This was the standard bearer, though, for 16-bit... Uh, th- was it 16-bit? Yeah, for 16-bit Oh, yeah, bit we're still, yeah, we're still in 16-bit. I can run for 16-bit or 32, because I know it jumped with the 64, with the N64. Yeah, um, no, well, Sega Sega had a response to that with the the uh, the 32-bit yeah. add-on, and it was just a pile of garbage. Yeah, well, Sega, unfortunately, this was Sega's last great system. Yeah, and then and now they either are owned by Nintendo or Nintendo has publishing rights or something because there's Sonic games coming out on the Wii yeah. now. Uh, no, uh, Sega be- went from being a stop making consoles and started focusing directly Their on software, on so- software and and, and okay. development. So they um, probably just partnered with third party. Uh, yep, yeah. uh, okay. they they do the uh, Football Manager series, or they did up until a certain point. Uh, you've mentioned the Mario and Sonic series. Yeah. You know, I, th- I guarantee you before the end of... The, but by the time the next Smash Brothers game comes out, Sonic will be in it at some I, point. Dude, if you'd have told me in 1995 that one day Nintendo would be releasing Sonic the Hedgehog games, oh, yeah. I would have backhanded you so hard you would have traveled back in time. <laughs> I would have never believed that. I was no, like, th- it was... Dude, the Bit Wars? Are you kidding me? Like, Ironically, it was won by the one party who wasn't involved at the beginning. It was won by the one party who has never, ever once talked about how many bits they have. No. And actually, it was won by, and, the, by and, the one party who only got into the video game system because Nintendo wouldn't, wouldn't let them do it. Yeah. And, and uh, oh, well, there was another uh, punch on that one. Oh, yeah. Also, that console ushered in the next-gen console generation of everything it ushered, it inspired xbox um all all the competitors all the pc games and stuff they're all all thanks to sony playstation yeah the, all the all the yeah it's they really pioneered that big time now, now i know i know there's there's some xbox and some and sony fans how can you be a fan of a console anyway uh it plays <laughs> the same damn games it's not like it was in the 90s where if you wanted to play sonic and mario you had to have two different systems you have to have sega and nintendo yeah. respectively yeah. If, if you want to play the if you want to play i don't know dead red dead redemption it's on both systems i've got it's a the same game and i've got a sega classics um thing that i can play on my yep. playstation 3 so technically i'm playing a nintendo uh a game that's Owned by Sega, licensed by Nintendo, on a Sony console. <laughs> it doesn't get that's just like once again. I would my twelve year old no. mind would have been blown. No, but uh, I mean, you know, um, yeah. The, the, like I said, this 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 was a good time to to be part of that. You know, the Super Nintendo was coming was was yeah. already out. Oh, and just the the competition was so fierce that each, each one of them were just constantly trying to up one up themselves. And a lot of time they. They, they failed miserably, but we got some good stuff out of it, like the Game Gear and... Um, the Game Boy. Yeah, exactly. So it was really, really cool. And th- th- that's weird. And, and we're going to go back to Street Story in just a second. But 
the majority of video game consoles in the 90s were terrible. Yeah, there was a lot of them that popped up. And it wasn't just like... And, and it was even some of the stuff that the big players put out there. You know, I mentioned before the Apple Pippin, which was a pile of garbage. Sega put out, like, a couple of different things. Nintendo Panasonic had something that went together. The, yeah, the... Uh, what, the, the 3DO? The CD, CDI? Something like that. And also the Commodore CDTV? Yeah, and the Amiga system that the, came Atari out. The Atari Jaguar? I don't yep. know if I said that one already. Sega Saturn was dreadful. Yep. The only thing that really Dreamcast saved, was I like that console. That one was Dreamcast cool. was ahead of its time, but unfortunately, it it priced itself out of most people's homes. Yeah, because my it, my rich friend was the only person I knew that had it. <laughs> A lot of people's rich friends, but not only yeah. did it priced it out of people's homes. It was trying to technically, it's the same generation as the N sixty four. Right, it's that um, it's right on the cusp of the new gen. Yeah. And Sony PlayStation 2 had more power to it. Yeah. And, and Xbox had more power to it. And that point, that was, that was, you stick a fork in it, it was done. Yeah, it came out, it, it, if it had come out a year earlier, maybe, but. Or if it came out two years later with a bit more oomph behind it. Yeah, and I think the other problem too, my, my buddy that owned it said, um, lack of games. Yeah. There was not a lot, there's not a good library of games, so. And not only that, they, they didn't have the licenses that they have now. I think he had all of them and there was like 12. Oof. I mean, something just. A, Crazy I, Taxi though. Yeah, there was, and like I said, uh, there were some good ones on there, but um, yeah, a, a, there's nothing like a good old-fashioned side-scrolling beat 'em up. No, there isn't. There isn't. It's and and this right here is the standard for 16-bit. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, we mentioned like in the other two games where it was an improvement on the first one. Right. They pretty much nailed it with what was. I, I don't think there was too many j- drastic changes within uh, Streets of Rage 2. Not not really. Um, a few moves, uh, character changes. Um, they introduced a more diverse crowd. Like, you had this... Um, you had this, like... I think it was a... I think it was a dude. There was a, there was a character that was on, like, rollerblades. Yeah. And it was, like, really... Yeah, it was a dude. He had, like, a yellow hat and these bright red rollerblades. But they had, like, a diverse crew of people, which I thought was cool. But other than that, yeah, they... They pretty much stuck to the formula, and like yeah, they 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 it worked. It, you know? They did good on they did, <coughs> the, the 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 foundation game was as good as its predecessors. Whereas the other two games we talked about, the foundation game wasn't as good. You know, I mean, Road right. Rush One was a good game, but Road Rush Two blew it out the water. Uh, NBA Jam was a good game, but NBA Jam Tournament Edition blew it out the water. Yeah, Mario Mario One was really good, but man, Mario Two that was just a whole another level. Right? Uh, there. We, we could spend we could spend a whole episode talking about the Mario Two controversy. Yeah, Mario. Like, 2. A lot of people have. I mean, there's so many. There's so much stuff in that game, just everywhere. Oh yeah, Easter eggs are plenty. It's, it's oh, great. Yeah. Just oh goodness. But um, this game right here, you know, side scrolling beat 'em up. Um. <laughs> Good, good, this? good two player. Yes, um, it, the two player. I think it was the strongest point of this game. I think it was designed specifically for two player. It seems to do better, and it, it's one of those games that doesn't suffer from um, um, lag. No, you know, because it's one of the it's one of those games where there'll be a lot going on at once. But it's and, contained. But yeah, it's not it's not you know bogging down. I remember playing Zelda and being in a. Um, in a room with like you know twenty like likes, oh. and it's just yeah, it's just it's so annoying. So. Well, I think that was one of its strengths. It was, was smooth. Yeah, it was the fact that you couldn't go back. 
Once you once you went forward right. and that thing was off the screen, it was done. You but it didn't again. It it didn't push you along though, did it? It, it no. kind of just you had to do it yourself. You had okay, but and then it would, you it would, you would get to a boss or a, a point and it would stop you. Yeah, and you couldn't you couldn't go anywhere until that person was defeated. And then once, but the, I think that helped smooth the gameplay out because it only loaded up this section of town. Yeah. Then this section of town. Then this section. So it knows it knows how much stuff's gonna be on the screen, and they can. Because in Zelda, stuff can just wander in from yeah. off screen if you're out in the wilderness, you know, so... And yeah. it was it was, it was was the same... Okay, every time you play it, it's the same type of opponent, but they don't come in the screen in the exact same place. Right. Whereas, you know, we mentioned Mario several times, you know, like, there's going to be a Goomba coming straight away, and then there's two more... Scripted. This, yeah. Yeah, this guy's going to be jumping this high, and this one's going to be jumping that this, high. This was yeah. randomly scripted, even though it was the same opponents, you know... Like, for example... They respawn at, di- at random points so yeah. on the outside of the So, like, area. the first playthrough, you have three guys coming in from the left-hand side. And then the second time, you have two from the left and one from the right. One from the bottom and then yeah. one from the... Yeah. And so it, it kind of tested your, your... But that's... Yeah, and that's good. That's that's how real life would be. Yeah. It, it You know, and it, it was, it was yeah. really, really good. Um, I love this game because of the fact that it was a traditional. It was we keep saying traditional, but it like had a three ring circus of characters you could play. Yeah. Um, what I mean by that is there was three stats, and each guy, each guy or gal had two stats that they were proficient in and one stat that they were nerfed. Where they were kind of yeah weak. In, so yeah. Uh, Blaze, it was Blaze who was the chick. She she didn't have any strength. She was she, fast, or she was she was fast and could jump. Yeah. Uh, okay. Adam couldn't jump. But, but he, he was, was fast power- and strong. Yeah. And then uh, Axel wasn't fast, but he was strong and quick. You know, yeah. so, every, so every gameplay... They all had, like, complementary yes. traits and weaknesses. And every gameplay, that meant that every time you played this game with the random spawn-ins and the different styles of fighter that you picked, every game was different. Yeah, so that that gives it a lot of replay value. Definitely. Right there, um, especially with playing with other people. You could do another run through with a different character. And then with the the enemies respawning in different spots, yeah, it's going to feel like... It's not going to feel as old as quickly. No, and the thing is with two-player mode, too, which I loved, <coughs> is you had uh, two SWAT cars. Because the SWAT cars... I've played this a lot with my cousin, and his instruction to me was, the first time I played it, is don't press the A button until I tell you. Okay. And then when it got to the boss fight, we started fighting. He said, okay, press the A button. So I pressed the A button. And then this cop car showed up like from five screens back with like a nuclear warhead <laughs> fired yeah. into the screen, into the I, thing and destroyed everything. I forgot about you that. Know? Yeah. That was one of my favorite parts of the game. And even to this day, that's how I play it. I don't touch that cop car until I'm either... You save it for the... I save it for the boss fight, or if, like, I'm about to die. Right. Last-ditch effort. And I know I'm going to die. They're going to give me a new cop car when I get this new life anyway. Right. You just you know, take everybody out anyway. Take everybody out. <laughs> um, this, is, this was early thing of double-team moves, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, they kept on doing that too they kept on adding to that and that was something that you saw in um let's see uh 91 so yeah i think double double dragon was two it was when they started doing that yeah so they probably took a took a little page out of this um because yeah they're definitely very similar um they'll one of the main differences being the storyline yeah because th- this game had a plot 
which was unusual for video games back then. And for a beat em up too. Yeah, to have like a movie-esque type of feel to it, like the story anyways. And the story was that a crime syndicate is led by Mr. X, and they have taken over a once peaceful city where corruption and violence is everywhere, with the cops in the syndicate's pocket. Three former cops, Adam, Axel, and Blaze, fight back looking to destroy Mr. X. It's cheesy, it's form- formulaic. It's a, it's a traditional type of plot, but it's tried tried and true and it's the perfect setup for a beat-em-up and when you play this game with the background of the city on fire you know it's 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 a, it's a really cool game it, it it's perfect it, it's really really good this game has four levels of difficulty um and they this difficulty scales really really well yeah yeah it's it's very gradual i mean Easy. And you get you get more moves and stuff too, right? Yeah, I think so. So you, you, uh, you or at least more power ups. You yeah you like you grow with it. Like your player, not only your skills, but your player yeah. literally grows too. Because here's the thing, right? <laughs> we, we we I joked about um, NBA Jam. You know, it had five levels of difficulty: hard, extra hard, ha ha ha. You played easy. This game did a lot of what it what it said it was going to do. Yeah, easy was easy. Hard was hard yeah you know so it was accurately scaled yes yeah um every level like we mentioned had had um different sections there were two levels that were unique right right uh level seven where they did the outside the elevator going up the building yeah i love throwing people off that building i, I just <laughs> loved it um level eight was in a high-rise hallway is the only indoor level of the game you had no swat support and instead of going left to right you went right to left oh uh, yeah that's yeah, but that threw me off a little. I remember, uh, was it that Ninja Turtles arcade game did that too? Yeah, had like forced perspectives, and they would move you. You'd be moving like left to right for a long time, and then you go like an isometric up angle, like yeah, in Paperboy, exactly. and then like it, yeah, it's kind of jarring a little bit. And I think that that was done. In, obviously, it was done intentionally, but I think it was done with the intention of testing you. It it works. I mean, because like the first seven levels, or the first six levels. Left to right, you know what you got to do. You kind of get used to doing this. Level seven is kind of, you know, just an up and down level. Okay, fair enough. you got a little box to move in, but that's fine. But then right to left, so you're already used to doing it. One, you know what I mean? It, it definitely changed how you played that last level. Yeah, you know? and it's, it's definitely going to um, get in your head a little bit just because you're so used to, you know, the, the, the way it's been the whole time. Um yeah, there's games that love to do that. Kung Fu on NES was, did that too. Each level rotated between right to left and left to right. And, you know, it... it, it the, the reason I'm enamored so much with this game is because the year it came out and the year it was developed in, you know. These things weren't common at the time. In fact, I think this was one of the first, you know, as you mentioned, there, there were some that did it, but, like, one of the first that did do it. It's the first of its kind that actually made it work because I think um, Action 52 was out before this. Yeah, and it had some attempts at beat 'em ups, and they were garbage. Like no one, no one would waste their time on those at all. No. So this, this is if this is not the first beat it side side by you know side scrolling beat 'em up, it's if it's not, it's one of the first ones, and, and it's one said, of the best ones. It's yeah, it's or the, the best one. It set the bar. It set. The oh, bar. totally, totally. And, and two and three raised it. You know, I'm I'm not gonna. Lie. I haven't played two that much, and I haven't played three that much. But what I have played of it, it's like oh. Two is great. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm trying to remember the the dude uh, with the rollerblades. He had such a cool name. It was like Blades or something, or like um, Skater Skatey or something. Oh, let me. Uh... But it was like this hip hop dude, and he had rollerblades, and he was like, 
he had some of the coolest like he did the um like the little scissor kick like guile does in street fighter ah i cannot remember his name for the life of me oh yeah the um the cover we're, we're pulling up the Wikipedia. The cover. Skate was his name. Skate. See, I was close. It was like Skatey or. <laughs> yeah, that's a great cover. Yeah, I mean, everything. It just tells you everything you want to know about that game in the cover. I think. I, and I, a bunch I, of people whooping each other's butts, you know? Yeah, and I've said, I've said it before and I'll say it again. This game basically does everything it says it's going to do. It does, yeah. And the, and the name totally fits it. Um, One of the big. The big pluses of this is the uh, soundtrack. Oh, God, yeah. The, the soundtrack is unbelievable. It's uh, the perfect mood for every scene. Yeah, I mean, uh, the level level five on the boat, right? It kind of, the, the, the music not only fits it, but it feels like you, you, you know, it kind of goes back and forth and back and forth. It's, so you feel mentally you're on the ship with the waves and everything going on, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, most Basically, they, Yuzo Koshido was Sega's answer to um, Koji Kondo, right? Gotcha. And he made full use of everything. Like he he took what he he took what he could do, or what he, or what he was not necessarily allowed to do, but what the hardware could do. What he knew would work. And he maximized every yeah. single note, every single piece, everything. Did he do the Sonic music? I'm not entirely sure. Oh, because he yeah, that was a that was another excellent. It sounds to me to me it sounds like it's in the same style. But uh, yeah, nonetheless, uh, music music is a really important element in games. I don't think a lot of people. I think that's. A, I think it's a fact that a lot of people gloss over. Um, and 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 then again, I know there's people who are distracted by music. They'll um, they'll mute the music, uh, especially when they're playing RPGs like Fallout or Skyrim, or whatever. I, but I'll I'll leave it at half volume, just so it's there, but it doesn't distract me. So it's like ambience almost, yeah. yeah. But um. Yeah, this guy definitely he did um he did Sonic he did um he did the eight bit Sonic so the stuff that came out on the Master System okay gotcha but you know he uh, but nonetheless Sonic's music's always been kicking in the sixteen bit and before era oh yeah I mean it's always good I'm just looking right now bear with me everybody I mean he's done a lot of stuff yeah I've heard that I know I've heard that name um several times. It's real, real I mean, good. Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, he, he did the last Smash Brothers game, which yeah. is which is high praise. You know? He's got a full page of stuff over here of just stuff. So yeah, you know? so this guy definitely knew what he was doing, and he yeah um, pushed. He definitely pushes the limits of what it can do. Well, I give this game ten out of ten because again, it was my favorite game growing up. It brought back a lot of good memories, and I'm gonna have a confession to make. Yeah. I have never beaten this game. I haven't. I haven't either. I, I've gotten to the. I've gotten. I didn't have the grit. Now that I now that I have the grit and the knowledge, I don't have the time. No, I had I, all the time in the world back then. Right, but <laughs> even like I even played this game about a year ago because uh, we bought uh, the Genesis Classic series of the Xbox 360. Right, and I played it there. Right. And even then, I couldn't. I got to the door. And at that point, I'd used up all my lives. He's and all hard. My continues. He's real well, hard. No, I didn't even get. To, I didn't even get to him. I've gotten to him three times. Oh, okay, I've got. I've gotten to him. I've never gotten but I've, close I've to him. I've never been able. To, never been able to beat him because he has a freaking Tommy gun. Yep. He's the only character that has a weapon like that. I mean, they have pipes and chains. He's and bats. built like the Punisher. It's just it's ridiculous. <laughs> but um, 
I think what made it, like we mentioned, everything said what it was going to do. It was paced perfectly. Yeah, it scales the difficulty scales really, really well. It moves moves with you. The, the the it doesn't feel slow. It doesn't feel rushed. It just feels. It keeps it. It keeps you engaged. Keeps it interested because it's really easy for that to get monotonous. But they've got lots of different stuff going on with the the random spawning of characters yep. and the different players you can pick. And I think uh, later on they added divergent paths and other stuff like that and objects that you could pick up and interact with. Yeah. So yeah, they just constantly kept kept uh, stuff kept challenging themselves and and found ways to creatively challenge the player which is awesome the only negative that I've got on this game as far as I'm concerned right. is there are some areas in the game that were cle- that shows this clearly was designed for two for two player mode. right I was wondering about that because like am I okay am I really helping myself if I'm playing two player because if they're just doubling down the enemies because there's two people then I might as well play one player yeah but if you're seeing uh, two players worth of people in one player then I, th- I think yeah. what it was is say there was 40 enemies on a level for one player when you pick two player it went to 60 see that's what I was thinking but there were some areas where they were just concentrated so much it seemed like it was you needed a second set of hands to help you right you know so but yeah that that that's that's what i think that's, 10 out of 10 what, what do you think yeah i'd give it a 9 out of 10 i'd, yep. s- I'd say that's a pretty high class gripe honestly but it, like i said that's, real real yeah. real wonderful game I, i'm yeah, gushing over it so all right so like like i mentioned guys that you know we're at the end of talking about some of these classics if you want us to talk about more genesis classics let us know on our social media pages and we can you know arrange something out and we talk about a couple more like that so in the meantime we'll be right back attention 90s music fans wondering what to do in isolation on a saturday night then check out friends of the show the holodecks coming up saturday april 25th at 6 30 p.m central time join the guys as they take a trip back to the 90s in a special performance live on facebook check out facebook.com slash the holodecks and the upcoming event section for more information If you would like to find out more about the band, look up theholodex.com and don't forget to like them on Facebook. The Holodex, your premier 90s music experience. Alright guys, thank you very much for taking the time to listen to us. I want to send out a sincere thank you to Greg Gregory for uh, taking part in uh, what we just spoke about. Um, As you can tell, Greg is not here for this part uh, because me and Greg spoke about Genesis Classics way back in January and today is mid-April. Uh, we were recording things out of sequence on order of Chief Whip Crapper. Crapper? Or Cracker, even. Chief Whip Cracker. <laughs> Sarah, how you doing, Sarah? I'm fine. I think I'm going to have that embroidered on a t-shirt. Chief Whip Crapper. Chief Whip Crapper. So why have we Im- omitted the ending segment that we would have Greg speak on? Um, two reasons. The first reason is actually logistical. Um, what we spoke about because of the fact of how we change schedules midway through everything is out of date and I couldn't really edit it in a way to make it sound coherent and make sense. Right. So um, next week's episode, Sarah is going to be back on with us. Yes. And we're going to be talking about uh, patron saint of the podcast, Miss Courtney Love. Yes. In her movie with the great Jim Carrey, Danny DeVito and Paul Giamatti. Yes. In uh, Man on the Moon. 
Fabulous. And Greg will be back with us, but he will not be back with us to do an episode about kids animation. He will be back with us to do an episode on ranked animation, which we will get to next week, okay? So, that's it for Genesis Classics. Yes. So, there are a couple of uh, very, very large elephants in the room Mm. that um, I decided that we needed to address very, very quickly, very, very coherently, and we hope not to take too much of your time, okay? Um... This is, I know this is unusual. We don't usually do stuff like this. The only time we do stuff like this is when something really important happens. I think uh, the death of Tom Petty was one of them. You know, where we did a little mm-hmm. bit more afterwards. Mm-hmm. So, if you, so this is basically the re- the reason why we recorded all of season six between uh, mid January and mid February. Yes. Um, I had uh, Sarah come out here. Uh, Dexter Duran came out here. Uh, Greg Gregory came out here, and that you'll be hearing those later on in the season. Hmm. And this goes to show how messed up the last few mu- the last few weeks have been. It seems like those were last year, or you know, the Australian wildfires were this year. It doesn't even seem. It, it seems like it was a long, long time ago because one of the episodes that I just dated, I think it was last week's episode, right. talks about how to donate to the Australian wildfire relief. Yeah, that's crazy. That's that that was this year, folks. That was this January, and as you you, you know, we are in the midst of a, a global nation, pandemic. Yeah, global pandemic in in the uh, coronavirus. Um, COVID nineteen. We haven't really spoken about it in the episodes because they were pre recorded. They were pre recorded. The only time we've referenced anything outside of January through February is uh, when Sarah did her wonderful Carol Baskin impression uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Because uh, you know we wanted to be we wanted to be lighthearted and say yes you know we, we wink and a nod because it seems like the last couple of weeks it's been either COVID nineteen or Tiger King right you know um, but guys I don't for for those of you who have listened um, for a while you remember at the end of last season with how that wrapped up I pretty much um, put an embargo on any future seasons being released until they were all pre recorded yeah. And that's just to make sure that because my main priority as John's wife has to be his mental health and that that's still the case. So um, but it actually all worked out because there's no way I think if we were still trying to do these live no that this would work no absolutely Um, not so it's like i said it's good that all these are in the can so that way we can make sure that that this season is as uninterrupted as possible but that also means that like the carol baskin interview and like this outro sometimes we have to film or excuse me record um some you know something some additional information right something a little more timely but guys just um we hope that all of you out there are staying safe yep this and taking care of your mental health because if um if touch or quality time is your love language this is sucking for you right now absolutely and um we recognize that and we are so sorry we we feel for you um and our hearts are with you as as they are with our healthcare workers, our factory workers, all, all of our essential workers, our grocery workers, our our oldest is uh, working out there on the. The, uh, the, the intern is uh, earning her crust by is, is an essential worker right now. Right. You yeah. Know. Slinging carts at the grocery store in the front lines, but you know th- those those guys and the healthcare workers and all of those that are out there. 
you know, because they have to be to keep this country going, to keep the world going, yeah. depending on what country you're in. Those those are the heroes, and we applaud them here at, uh, at BMN. At the, yeah, because yeah. he, he's the thing, right? And this is what this is part of the reason I want to talk about it, is number one, you know, everybody stay safe. We're not ignoring the issue, to right. ignore The issue because when we recorded this, this wasn't it wasn't an issue. It wasn't an issue. I mean, right. people knew that there was something up, but not because I mean, you know, common people like us, like Jarvis said, you know, we we weren't in that kind of loop. It was just you know, right. whispering to something. Um, basically, th- that's part of the reason I want to get Sarah in here is because number one, she's the only person I can get in live because you know we are um not essential workers but um you know we are what's the best way to say this we live in the same house <laughs> right um so you know i need somebody to come out here and talk about this but, but there's a couple of things number one obviously wash your hands be nice to people don't hold toilet paper eat spicy food you stay know, six stay, feet apart stay six feet apart unless you're married to someone be kind to each other yes. everybody's stressed out right now yep and please be kind and i wanted to give an update on what that means for us right. without having to do another episode because i just i don't have the time to to do another extra episode so this is this is basically what it is um the eight to five you know i work in the eight to five is normal and that makes me mix up makes me super busy so this is coming out on a sunday Yesterday, you will have seen my live stream of Donkey Kong Country. If yes. you haven't, go check it out on the YouTube channel. And the 90s Gamer is being paused for the moment because I don't have the time to produce another series. So I'll probably just do a bunch of streams of little games in the meantime right. in a couple of weeks or so. But there's no new lo- long play playthrough that, that we've been doing. Uh, this season, season six, yes. was originally supposed to be 14 episodes. Unfortunately, because of the pandemic, because everybody who I need to be involved in this has been super busy, it's dialed back to eight. Now there was but those are already recorded, those are already recorded and, and, and done and ready to go. It's a shame, really, because we're not going to be back on July fifth, like I wanted to be for season seven, mm. because I had the perfect episode to go on for July fifth. Mm. The greatest summer blockbuster of all time, made in nineteen ninety seven, uh, with the greatest extra in movie history. We're going to live Quinn. on. We're going to survive. Today, we <laughs> celebrate our Independence Day. Right. But um, so all that's going to be all that's going to be going to be done. So this is this is the halfway point of the season. We got four more episodes to go, and I genuinely don't know at what point this year we will be back in a part-time or even full-time capacity. Well, so, I mean, that's kind of where everybody's at yeah. right now. Every, every, everybody's in the world is in a holding pattern, folks. But know that we're here and we'll have content out to you in some shape or another. We just don't we, we, we don't want to promise you what kind of consistency we can do it in. Yeah, we, I'm, and, I, might even, I, might even, I might even abandon the idea of a season and just like cobble together something and put it out when I can, you know without any rhyme or reason so for example i mentioned the you know the, the joke of independence day say there's a subject that you know you and i were going to talk about right if we can find a couple hours in our schedule to sit down and talk about it right release it you know it's kind of like what they, what they call it. you've got albums and then you've got the eps in between albums right this is our whatever uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but like i said i just wanted to get all this information out to you guys and i wanted my chief whipcracker with me to kind of help me articulate the the ways of doing things because she is a better articulator than I am. And that also means that um, unless we decide to go to Zoom sessions or whatnot, if this does look like we're all in this for the long haul, 
um, his guest, if we decide, if well, not if we decide, but if it looks like we're able yeah. to continue, it looks like it's you're, you guys are stuck with me. Yeah, yeah. All, so, all, all, or he'll be flying I'll solo. I'll be flying solo, and I think so, you know, which is the worst option of the two right now. So. Right. Well, sorry. Fine. Then I'll leave. No, I'm talking about me flying solo. <laughs> Because I have a very droning voice, and I say the phrase, you know, that's amazing, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> so, stay safe. Everybody do good. Be kind to yourselves kind. and to each other. Be kind to yourselves and each other. Again, thanks, Greg, for uh, talking about the, uh, the, the, the three Wash games we spoke about. Wash your hands. And after you're done washing your hands, pick up your phone and check out Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, or Instagram. That's where you can find the Because Maybe Network. And obviously, look up Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher Radio, and I'd say more, but I mean, the joke's worn thin right now, but you probably going to hear it four more times in the next couple of episodes. Um, and we're we also love on, you guys. And we're also on YouTube. I love every single one of you who's taking the time to listen to us. Um, if you are online next Saturday, as you listen to, listen to the Holodex gig. It's going to be a damn good live yes, stream. Yes, yes. Yeah, listen to it. It's damn good. Um, I can guarantee that. And if, if you don't like my guarantee... I'm not a salesman. I'm just a, I'm just a simple <laughs> podcaster. Uh, stay safe. Wash your hands. All that stuff. And all that jazz. And all that jazz. And more importantly, stay safe. And if you can't stay safe, make sure you stay as safe as you can. Okay? Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Take care of yourselves. Take care of yourselves and each other. We love you all. And you'll hear us next week. We'll see you soon. Bye.